Good morning, fellow redeemed. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, the first and the last. Amen. Death. If you've been even just a little bit observant recently, you realize we've talked a lot about death in 2020 and probably will for the foreseeable future. 2020 has put death right in front of our eyes, pretty much on a daily basis. Every day we're hearing about national and world totals of deaths attributed right now to COVID. We have seen deaths attributed to hate, corruption, and crime. Deaths that have been a result of natural disasters, things like the wildfires out west. And if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, then Chappie D decided that this week's chapels had to focus on this topic. Death. Why? Because death is all around us. Death regularly reaches out and it touches us, taking away some of the people that we love the most. Death is reality, whether you and I like it or not. Because unless Jesus comes back first, death will be your end. You will die. You and I will leave this earth because of death. Death is reality for us because we were born as damned sinners before we even came out of the womb. One day I am going to die because I have been a selfish friend, a lazy student. I have been a disrespectful son. I have been a less than faithful pastor. And I have been a failure of a husband and father more times than I even care to share or think about. Because of these sins and all the other sins that I'm not even going to share with you this morning, because of all of these sins, one day I will have a final breath, my body will be burned and placed in an urn, and I will be put I don't know where. One day because of my sin, in thought, word, and deed, I'm going to die. And because of your sinful thoughts, words, and deeds, that same death is going to come for you as well. For every time you spoke those hateful words to somebody, for every time that you thought you were better than somebody else, for all of those times when you did not use God's gifts as he expects you to, for every underage drink that you've had, for every time that you've had sex in the dorms or your college apartment or whoever, wherever else, because you weren't married, because of those sins and all of the other sins that you and I commit on a daily basis, you're going to die. And when death comes knocking at that moment for us, you and I are simply just going to have our names added to that sobering refrain of Genesis chapter 5. And he died. Folks, there's two important truths I want to remind you of right now. Number one, sin is serious. Sin is extremely serious. 
It's the reason that you're going to die one day. It's not going to be because of COVID or death that comes about because of hate, crime, or corruption. It's not going to be the because of the death that comes along with natural disaster. Someday you are going to die. Someday I am going to die because of sin. There's no other reason. That original sin we were born with from our parents, passed down from our original parents, Adam and Eve, and all those actual sins that you and I commit in thought, word, and deed. Those will be the reasons that one day your body and mine will be put into a grave or an urn. Paul says the wages of sin is death, period. And then there's that second truth. As Christians know, we don't need to fear death. Our text for consideration is from St. John's Revelation, the first chapter, verses 17 and 18. St. John writes, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. In other words, it's translated also as, Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. St. John, like so many before him, like the prophet Ezekiel or St. Peter at the great catch of fish or Peter, James, and John at the Mount of Transfiguration, just like all of them, St. John, when he saw the Lord Jesus in all of his glory, he threw himself down at Jesus' feet because he knew, standing there in his sinfulness, he could not stand before a holy Lord and Savior. Yet Jesus, in his grace, in his love, in his mercy, the resurrected Jesus there came to John, standing above him, put his righteous right hand on him and said, Fear not. What Christian doesn't love to hear those words? Those are the all-powerful and comforting words of our God that we hear again and again. Fear not were the words of comfort given to Abraham. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Fear not was the greeting from God through the prophet Gabriel when he showed up and told Zechariah, you will be the father of the forerunner of Christ, John the baptizer. That was the message Gabriel gave to Mary when she was told that she would be the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Fear not was the message from our gracious God through the angel to the shepherds on that holy night outside of Bethlehem that first Christmas. Jesus told John, fear not. And he did it for two reasons. The same two reasons that the Holy Spirit is having us here fear not in the rest of these words here this morning. Number one, even though John was a sinner, even though you and I are sinners, we don't need to fear standing before our Savior in heaven one day because Jesus, Jesus our Lord and Savior, has made it possible for his believers to stand before him in heaven one day. By living a sinless life for us, by suffering and then shedding his blood on the cross, we have now been washed clean of all of our sins by the precious blood of Christ. Jesus has, through his life and death, earned for you forgiveness of all your sin, your original sin you were born with, and that actual sin that you and I commit 
every single day of our life. And as a result, we don't need to, to fear when we stand before Jesus one day in heaven. Because heaven is already yours. By faith, you are a child of God. And number two, you do not need to fear death when death comes knocking at your gates. Because Jesus has conquered death with his life, death, and resurrection. But at times, you and I still fear death. Now, oftentimes a Christian doesn't necessarily fear death itself, but rather some of the aspects of death. And one of the biggest ones being how death will come knocking. I think that's probably the biggest concern for people and biggest fear when it comes to the thought of catching COVID. The thought that when you get that, that you could then be put into isolation, whether in your house or in a hospital room, there to die alone. The thought of death reaching out and grabbing hold of you and you having nobody there to say goodbye. But that's not true. It's not true because the Christian always has Jesus there, as we see in this text, Jesus there when death comes knocking at our gates. When he suffered, when he died, and when he rose again, we're told he, in this text, attained the keys of death in Hades. Scripture tells us, both in the Psalms and through the prophet Isaiah, that death has gates. Well, here we're told that Jesus has the key to that gate, and he has locked it to you and me and to all believers. And instead, as we sing in the Deum, he has now instead opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. And by faith made strong through the means of grace, my friends, be confident that when death calls on you, it has no sting, it has no power, it can do nothing to you. Fear not death, because Jesus in his death and resurrection he has made death for you nothing more than your taxi, your Uber, your Lyft into heaven. Fear not, for your Savior has locked death's gate to you, and he lives. And so do you, now and forever. Amen.